Welcome to Manhood. Who's thinking are you thinking? Hey, it's Frank Sell, your host of Armored Up Man, the podcast. Who's this podcast for? It's men. Men that are ready to fulfill their potential instead of just getting by on talent. How do I know that? Because that was me over 10 years ago. I realized everywhere I went, there I was. Everything in my life I was responsible for. And when you can take responsibility for it, then you start stepping into manhood and you have the ability to make change. Welcome to the show. How are we doing, friends? It's Frank Sell, host of Armored Up Man, the podcast, armoredupman.com. Um, what's that about? What is that? What is an armored up man? Armored up man is somebody that knows who's thinking they're thinking. And the reason why I say that is because if you go through life with that foundation, it's built on a foundation and your foundation comes from uh, your thinking and how you process and approach life. And so the point of this podcast, man, is to bring other men in here and share experiences so that we can uh, literally say, man, we know how you feel. We felt the same way. This is what I found that solved this problem for me. Um, and so that's why today, man, I'm pumped to have Mike Miller on here because, uh, you know, Armored Up Man, we're about truth, honor, and legacy. And the truth is, you know, what, what is your faith life, spiritual life? You got to believe in something. Um, what is your family? What is your, uh, your, your fitness, your, your business? Um, and so Mike has, you know, a, a great family, a great business. You know, he's a, a slender young man, um, <laughs> making, making stuff happen. You know, you know, I reached inside my network and, and said, you know, there's people in here that have value um, and a, a lot of common perception that OPM is other people's money, um, but it could also be other people's mistakes. Stuff that we have screwed up, we have overcome, and you know, add another layer of armor into our lives to be able to face the next battle and say, "Hey, no worry, bro. I I have been here before. This is how we're going to do this." Uh, Mike, thanks for being on, brother. Oh, no worries, man. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah. Uh, so a little little backstory. Uh, I I met Mike through social media, uh, and if you're listening to this on the podcast. Um, this is also we all we do these live on the Facebook page at Armored Up Man. So if you want to interact or join us, and you can comment, ask us questions. Uh, that's what this is all about, man. It's, it's serving, uh, serving ourselves by serving others. Uh, and that's you know, I had a conversation about that yesterday. Um, but anyhow, we're here today. We're here now. And so the reason I want to mic on here is we met through social media, and then a few months ago, and we made a point to stay in contact and meet in person. I'm taking it to the next level. And so I was just as equally impressed with him in person as I as I am on social media. And so that's why I wanted to bring him on here today. So my brother, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Mike Miller. Of course, you guys know that. Me and my wife on own three hair salons in the Atlanta, Georgia area. We have ran it together for the past 11 years. We've been in business the past 11 years. I just started my own apparel line this past year as well as kind of a little side venture. Didn't know anything about it. Um, I am 43 years old. I was in the army when I fresh out of high school, joined, joined the army six days and was in boot camp six days after I graduated high school. So there was, 
there's no time in between there, man. I've been, <laughs> been with my wife for, for 19 years and I have a son that's about to turn seven years old next week. So, man, that's awesome. Uh, I hope you guys interviewed Jeff Watson a minute ago and I, my daughter just turned 15 this week, uh, yep. Tuesday. <laughs> yep. He's going through it with his two. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's an incredible responsibility, you know, as, as a man, uh, and then as a husband and a father and business owner, you know, especially when you throw that entrepreneur and business owner, I mean, we're literally, we're uh, a shepherd. We're responsible for feeding multiple families at that point. Uh, that that's the way I personally look at it. Like, wait a minute, I got, you know, I got a huge responsibility to do the right things to have my that, you know, to know who's thinking I'm thinking and have my head screwed on straight so that I make the correct moves that these 15, 20, two, three, whatever it is, families, households are, are, they have the ability to create an income off of the things that, you know, I, I have pursued and, and taken action on. That's um, right. It's, it's, um, it's all about culture. You know, it's, we have around 35 employees that work for us, and you're absolutely right. Every single one of those, uh, our, our actions affect their lives, and we're responsible for it. There's, there's no better feeling when you see people in your company growing and moving out on their own for the first time or getting cars and stuff like that. And you also feel it at the same time when you make the bad decisions and the mistakes. Because you know, no, no business owner and any business owner that's out there, no business owner can make all the right decisions all the time, you know, it, our lessons and, and, and where we are today is, is built off of lessons from making the mistakes and going out there and doing uh, and taking the action. And if, if you're someone of action and a man of action, you're going to make those mistakes along the way, but it's a choice on, on whether you learn from it or whether you put yourself into that spiral of depression, you know, everything's a lesson, you know, there are, I don't really believe in, in, and failures in a way, I believe in lessons, you know, as someone mm-hmm. asked me how many times have I failed and I, I just, I just respond, how many, you mean, how many times have I learned, you know? Yeah. So awesome. I love that. That's, that's about, it's a huge perception because, you know, and it, it goes back to, you know, from, from childhood or the, you know, you know I, I like to tell my children the same thing. I, I, I instill that foundation that, Hey man, great. You screwed it up. You learned how not to do it. Now you know how to help somebody else know how not to do it. Right. <laughs> I know how not to do a lot of shit. <laughs> That's right. And uh, we, I'm sure we both learned the hard way. <laughs> oh, a lot of things, man. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, you know, when, when uh, I started Armored Up Man, I didn't really have, you know, any, a lot of clarity. I just, I saw that I knew, I knew kind of what my purpose was, my calling, um, based on what I'd seen around me. And I knew that there is room in this world for Frank Sell to go out and start speaking his truth because that's what I, I've taken almost a year now to narrow down and clarify what I really stand for. Um, a big part of that is, you know, who's thinking are you thinking? Who's thinking am I thinking? And I've had my moments in business. I've been a small business owner like yourself. Uh, almost 16 years now, multiple businesses, um, you know, relationships, marriage, children, all this stuff to where, you know, when, when I 
looked at who's thinking are you thinking as like okay so there's an underlying foundation to that that's maybe like if, if there's a foundation um or if there's a a, a plot of ground that this is put on and then there need a that. and for me that I've, I've narrowed it down to truth honor and legacy and so when i look at truth what is my what is my what is Frank Sell the fourth? What is his truth when it comes to my faith and spirituality, my family, my my wealth and, and my health? Um, so, man, Mike, is there things in your truth? Uh, say, like in your in your faith life, spiritual life, there's a foundation that has helped you that could help somebody listening or watching this. Yeah, I've come to uh, you know. I started really diving deep into the into my culture and into my mindset over the past three years. And mm-hmm. one thing that I've I've come to realize is life is all about culture and how we affect the people around us. You know, there, there's always a good and a bad side to everything. And when you encounter someone, whether that's a brief encounter at a grocery store or in traffic or in your business, or even with your family, you're, you're always going to be faced with the decision and the responsibility to leave that encounter better than when you started. You know, it's just, you know, I've done mm. videos on this before in the past. It's just like a campsite, man. When you encounter somebody, you should have the goal to leave that site. You know, just like when you go camping, when you go camping, what's one thing that you're always taught if you're a man of the woods Always leave the site better than when you found it. You know, same, it's the same thing with people because in the underlying foundation in my life is all about the culture that I create and that me and my wife create together in business, the culture that we create with our friends and our family, uh, the culture that we create with the people that watch our message and look up to us. And it's our responsibility to, I don't want to say influence, but, but I guess to shine our light on, on people. So they, they feel better for having us in their life. And my family is, is better off for, for me taking the responsibility and taking care of myself first and making sure that I'm healthy and making sure that I'm busting my butt for my family. Um, and the same thing with, you know, you're talking about how we met on social media had I not built that right culture and, continue to shine my light on that message we would have never met and it's the same transformation you went through you know the tribe that you're mm-hmm. the tribe that you're building with armor up man with baby beer club and all that it, it's all based off your culture you know in business people buy from people um yes there are a lot of products out there where people buy it just because the product is badass but for the most part people buy for people because of you for your message and and who you are and if you're a truthful honest person that live that lives with honor you know i still believe in in having honor i still believe in opening the door and holding the door for somebody uh you know just kind of the old-fashioned gentleman way so absolutely there's uh so much of that it's it's really um you know i i I really look up to a man tom shea um he's a a navy veteran um and that's an understatement i mean 24 years as a navy seal uh and you know he just he talks about, and I've learned this of all things from, from racing motocross, that the basics, the basics are the basics. When when I used to race a dirt bike, even when I was racing at the, the I, I guess you call it the professional A-level, 
Yeah. I would I would still when I go practice I would go out and I would just ride around in circles I would ride I would practice my my braking around barrels I would drive ride up to a barrel so I knew exactly where to have my fingers where to look where to have my knees where to have my body positioning so that um, you know there's there's something I've learned through personal development called the four stages of knowing and it's you know you don't know what you don't know you're unconscious you know what you know. You're conscious. You have to think about every little, like a child. They don't know how to walk. Then they need to watch an infant. They think about every step, so you yep. know what you know. And then, um, you know. And then, uh, hell, I lost it here. So you don't know what you don't know. You you know what you don't know, and then you know what you know. Okay, so I, I skipped a step. That's typical, Frank. Uh, you once you become aware of what you don't know, you kind of know what you don't know, and then you know it, and then you just don't even. You've you've practiced correctly the the thing so many times that it's just it appears natural and easy to you, but you just don't even know that you know it. And yep. with within that, um, you know, everybody can do this, but it's easier. We get better. Yeah. That this this pin that I'm holding up and. and you know, an infant may may not be able to to grab grab this pin. It's the same pin, same size, same everything. But I can I can pull it around. I can write messages with this pencil because I got better at writing with a pencil. So that's that's something I always love to leave with people: is give yourself credit for what you where you have come, what you have done. That's right. I mean, it's it's all a balance. You know, it's if your if your body is in shape, your relationships are intact you're constantly growing your mind with reading and studying and, and your business and everything is on point, then you'll be able to handle the everyday situations that come around you a lot better. You know, it's when, when it comes to fitness, you know, there's, there's a reason they call it training. When you're reading, you're studying, you're training your mind and you, you spend a lot of time, like you talking about training, constantly, constantly learning, constantly practicing the basics and the reason you train your body and you train your mind so much like that and you work on your relationships constantly and you work on your culture constantly in your life is for when problems come up and those three minutes of panic happen, you'll be able to act on the situation in a good way. You know, and it's, if, if, if something is that's why I believe believe in balance and if something is off with your body or if something's off with your with your bank account or, you know, there's a grudge that you're holding on to and you're constantly thinking about the bad stuff going on in your relationship and you're not involving your mind. So you're not really learning and you, you let this negativity and everything creep up when a little problem happens in life, like someone cuts you off in traffic, you know, even something little like that. It has a tendency to affect you in a real negative way and can turn mm -hmm. things down a very bad road. But, if you have that balance in your life and you take care of your business when those and you've trained and constantly practice the basics in life, when something like that happens, you'll be able to control that situation a lot better to where it doesn't happen a negative thing to where something that could affect you all day long is now a 30 second to a minute blip in your day and you don't even remember about it and on you go. Uh, absolutely, man. I love that. And it, I just, I'm like, I'm looking at your hat and I'm looking at my notebook over here. And I'm, 
I'm looking at honor and training and discipline. Uh, so it sounds to me like that's how you you honor that that piece of what your your faith life kind of what what your foundation is there is by disciplining yourself. Of right. so is there is there um, uh, is there a system or a discipline that you follow daily to like you know for me I get up in the mornings. Uh, I try to get at least 32 ounces of water, take a, a you know, do some uh, purposeful breathing. As, as crazy as it sounds, as adults, we don't know how to breathe correctly. Um, and, you know, and then I'll go make my coffee and grab a book and do some reading and, and stuff. Is there something discipline wise, like a daily standard that you do that has gotten yeah. you where you're at? Yeah, a daily, a daily standard that, that I do in, um, me and Jeff Watson, Jeff Theora also run a group on this and help people out with it is I kind of run things off of a free method and it's, it's, I practice and I plan out four things in my life with my fitness, my relationships, my evolution of my mind and my economics with my business. And every morning when I wake up, I have a morning ritual that to me is very important. One is one of the first things I do after I go to the bathroom and do all that stuff is I have a series of videos that I that I watch every now and then or pretty much every mm -hmm. day, uh, motivational videos. And I call it my motivational refill. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I have my company, Pure Discipline Apparel, and you'll see it on my shirts and you'll see it on my slogans. I say it all the time. Motivation is temporary and discipline's for life. But mm -hmm. I also believe motivation is that fuel for life in a lot of ways. You got to be able to self-motivate and you got to be able to find things that constantly motivate you. Because if your motivation gas tank runs low, it's going to be hard to maintain that discipline sometimes. That's why it's temporary, just like gasoline in your car is temporary. So the first thing that I do in the morning is I'll throw on a, a motivational YouTube video or a speech from somebody that's moved me. And that's one of the very first things I do. And what that does is that resets my brain in a right way. Because a lot of times, we, you know, we can wake up tired, wake up stressed from whatever's going on, uh, wake up a little bit negative. Uh, I know I have a tendency to do that. And when I throw that on first thing in the morning it completely resets me and makes me ready to tackle the day and then i will go downstairs and i have a home gym and everything built downstairs in my basement and i'll get my workout in and i'll work out six days a week and after i get my workout in i'll choose a random person in my life either on social media or in person and i'll send them out a quick 15 second appreciation video you know just something like hey frank you know I appreciate that our paths have crossed and I love seeing your growth, man. Thank you for being you. Just something like mm -hmm. that. And what I get in return from all of that is, is my body is, is in shape. My mind is sharp from, from listening to that video or audio book first thing in the morning time, you know, or something or a passage or something that's going to really, really help me with my mindset. And then sending the appreciation text is, one, it, it can make somebody's day, you know, just somebody that's down. You know, ne you never know who's down and whose day it can make. And you will receive that tenfold. Um, and when you really, truly embrace that first thing in the morning time and get that stuff done and you're sending out those messages from a genuine place of you really do appreciate that person. You start to appreciate your life more. You start to mm -hmm. look at, you start to focus on the positive things that happen in your life more instead of dwelling on the negative stuff that happens, you know, as, as any business owner or anything, there's going to be problems that happen just about every single damn day. And it is really easy to go down that rabbit hole of, uh, 
focusing on the bad stuff and the negativity and that can affect your entire energy and culture around you. So that's why to me, first things in the morning time is to get up early and do my morning motivational refill, get my workout in, send my appreciation text or pick up a book and read for 30 minutes until I find a nugget. And once I find the nugget, focus on the nugget and really absorb that nugget all day. And the mornings that I don't do that routine, my entire day is off. You know, it can cause mm-hmm. arguments with the wife. It can cause and problems with the business, stuff not getting done, and, and everything just seems off. And so I firmly believe in a strong morning routine like that. All the way, it sounds like, you know, the going back to the foundations, that, that morning routine is the foundation for the next 12, 10, you know, 15, how many hours your day is right. going to be. Uh, I, like for me, I've gotten into a habit here lately. If I if I wake up um, into this reality and I'm like, like the first thing I think about is bills or something, you know, or something that I don't want to think about. I just I, I try to catch myself. I was like, wait a minute, okay, self, and I don't mean this this body, this highest spiritual self. I was like, wait a minute, this isn't the thinking I want to think. Now, why, you know, where's this coming from? Okay, so let's reconnect. Um, with my my highest spiritual purpose, uh, what what happened has already happened. I can't I can't fix that. What I can do is move forward and, and pursue um, to fulfill my potential. Uh, so you're a husband and a father as well. Um, so what what is your truth in in that arena? I know for me. Um, it's not on the screen. I didn't have time to put on here, but it's, you know, it's my kingdom, her castle, our empire. That's the way my wife and I structure our stuff. You know, me, she, she said, okay, you, you fulfill this manhole, manhole, manhood role. Um, I, and she says, I really enjoy taking care of the castle and helping, you know, with, with the, with the kids and our nutrition, all this different stuff. She really, she digs into that. So like she relies on me in a spiritual sense to kind of um, King eating first on a lot of stuff. And it's my spiritual um, and business and stuff. She feeds herself with the like nutrition and taking care of our health and, um, and taking care of the household and the kids so that when I'm outside in the kingdom, you know, killing dragons and, you know, making friends, doing business and stuff. I don't, my mind is completely there. I don't have any worries about what's happening at home because my queen is taking care of that. And together the king and the queen build the empire. Right. Um, So what, you know, when it comes down to truth for family, what, what are some things that you and your wife do or that you do um, to set that, that uh, dynamic up? Well, one, um, my wife and I's situation is a little bit different, you know, because we run, we work together. We run the businesses together. There are businesses. That's what I do. That's what I do for a living um, mm-hmm. is run the salons with my wife. And she does all the in the salon stuff, you know, doing the hair behind the chair and meeting with the girls. And I handle all the back end business stuff. We know our roles with that. And as long as we know our roles mm-hmm. with that and we're in clear communication, it doesn't affect us at home so much. But we've always said from day one, let's build an empire together. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what we did. When we took our vows, you know, we took this seriously. 
You know, there, there, there is no, no option of quitting. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's how I see it. See it in my head. Man. Like in business, there is no option in quitting, you know? And, mm-hmm. and so I, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be able to pick up my son a lot of days from after school and spend time with him and still get everything done. Cause I do a lot of my work from home and, we just we look at we come at things from a team we don't come at things from a judgmental standpoint to where you know you have your place woman or or you know that type of stuff we we, we talk things out uh we discuss everything we're we're, mm-hmm. open, we're open and honest with each other and we don't hide anything from each other and that's one of the biggest keys is something going on you know we talk it out and and, and right. we handle we handle things from from a teamwork type of thing because, I mean, it's, it's that whole thing. It takes a village. We are our village. We are responsible for ourselves. And the great thing about me and my wife is, is she knows that I have my things that I need to do first in the morning time to get my head right. You know, kind of like what you were saying, the king eat first thing. You, and just like in airplanes, and I've heard you, I know we've heard Sean talk about it and many other speakers talk about it, where you got to put your mask on first. You know, when the airplane's going down in order for you to put your mask on everybody else and help you. And we both have the understanding where we both need to do that. So my wife has her belly dancing classes that she goes to and, you know, takes care of her body with her, you know, with her massages and, and, you know, going to the gym or whatever she does. And I never question anything that she wants to go do um, when it, you know, when it comes to that stuff or when it comes to going out with friends or anything, you know, you got to have that complete, honest trust and transparency. And mm-hmm. respect her boundaries on that, and she respects my boundaries on that as well. So we both take care of ourselves first, and then we take care of the empire we're building together. And that's how it has to come from a standpoint. You know, I I don't mind doing the cooking in the house. I'm a great cook, and I I don't mind doing the dishes and helping out with the laundry. And it's it's just kind of a teamwork type of thing. And that's that's how we handle things. And is staying in clear communication. And if we see something that needs to be done, we just do it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, brother. And that's, you know, I know there's a, there's a couple of things there that reminds me of uh, myself and, and my marriage and relationships. Like, you know, number one was, was learning that marriage is something you do, not that you have. That's right. You, uh, I mean, you think about all the things that you have around your house, you know, um, a, a, maybe it's a, a treadmill or something, a book. It's so much stuff you have, you don't even pay attention to. It's just a passing moment, but something that you do and that you're passionate about. Um, and so the other thing is that the number one cause of marriage problems is marriage. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, we don't know how to do a marriage. We've never had the, you know, we never, maybe, maybe we did, maybe we didn't, but you know, 50% of marriages um, fail in this country almost. And so there's a pretty good chance that 50% of us don't know how to do a marriage. And in my personal life, you know, like with you and your wife, it's awesome. So it sounds like you guys, you understand maybe your own weakness and the way there's a higher design is, you know, for for me, from my understanding, you know, the way, you know, God looks at us and says, okay, um, you're really good at this. She's really good at this. You really suck at this. She really, and it's opposing factors. And when I learned, you know, for me that, you know, I used to hate some of these things and just find it so irritating when in reality, in reflection, because, I, man, I, that, if you man, look at life and 
that life is showing you everything you really need to achieve everything you want, you'll learn to have a new, a new um, respect and gratitude. It's like, oh, thank you. That's the answer I needed. And so my, my wife and I learned now, like she relies on me or she, she really admires and is grateful for those things in me that she hated and really struggled with to begin with. And I really admire those things in her because like for me, I'm, I'm a, what you would call a high D dominant temperament personality, unemotional. I just, I get shit done. I don't care how much, how many people got injured along the way shit got done. Yeah. Um, and you know, my wife is very sensitive and emotional and, and receptive to people and, and, and connections. And you know, I've learned to relate and have a lot of gratitude because there's people around me and I, I, I'll come home and she is like my radar that's like, Hey, I have a conversation with her. I talked to this guy. I'll just show her a picture of somebody and say, Hey, this is, you know, we're talking about doing this deal or something. And she's like, yeah, that, you know, I, he, he's got a good glow or she's got a good spirit. And if she says no, then I learned to take a deeper look at that person or connection and, and come at it from maybe a different angle. Yeah. And there's, there's two things that add, as I was listening to you, there's, there's two things that stand out um, that it takes to have a successful relationship, successful marriage and anything is one communication. You got to be clear and you got to be truthful and you got to be honest mm -hmm. with each other, no matter what, mm -hmm. you know, there are too many, too many people go around even in their everyday lives where they are not truthful and honest in every situation that they go through and mm -hmm. continuously lie to themselves. So their culture inside themselves and around them is bad because of that. Cause most people see through it. And if you're not communicating clearly and truthfully and really, you know, speaking to your spouse, what you want, then you're going to have a shitty relationship. And the other thing, and this is probably mm -hmm. the most important one is you have to be willing to listen, like really listen, mm -hmm. like you were talking about with your wife. Uh, if you're talking about doing a deal with somebody, how she says, oh, you know, he has a good flow, you know, that sounds good, or or I'm not getting a good vibe off of him. If you were just so fixated on, well, this is what I'm doing, and you're just mm -hmm. telling her to tell her, you're just asking her for affirmations back, saying, yeah, good job, Frank, you know, but you're not really willing to listen to her opinion on it, then again, you're going to have a shitty relationship. So you gotta be, you gotta have that clear communication and you have to be willing to listen, like really listen, you know, and that's a two way street, you know, it's all the way. There's a, it's a, from a really good book, um, the seven habits of highly successful people or effective people, um, successful people, Stephen Covey. Uh, he, he ex says in there that, you know, the point of listening is to understand and where most people fall short is they listen so that they can have a rebuttal. They extract all the, the questions and data out of the other person's mind. And, and most of us, you know, we, we fall back to, we don't know who's thinking we're thinking. We, we're not listening to understand and communicate because if you are a lot of times, what I've found in marriage is, I'll have to ask two or three questions. I mean, it's all sales. Like we're, we're trying to find out the, yeah. the root and dig in and say, okay, you said this. Um, so what does that mean? Or explain that to me. How does that make you feel? Cause I know with my wife, 
I have to talk in feeling because the heart doesn't understand logic. That's what the brain's for, the mind. The mind handles the logic and the heart handles the feeling. So I have to talk feeling with my wife a lot. Yeah, absolutely. It's about the, you know, have you, if you ever taken that test of love, language, everybody has their own love language and how they need to be communicated to. Yeah. A huge one for us was the five, um, the five languages of apology. <laughs> more, more for me. Yeah. More for me. So I'm sorry. Um, I won't do that again. Um, I did such and such wrong. Can you, uh, can you please forgive me? <laughs> I'll have to check that out. That sounds good. Yeah, it was, it was really good. Um, and so is there a way that, that you honor that with, is it come back to, you know, your morning disciplines or do you and your wife do like reading together or is there things you guys, the ways that you have discipline within that honor that, um, that family structure? Uh, okay, main thing is, is that morning routine is very important. You know, that, that sets me up right. And that's, that's my me time, you know, when I get up. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's my me time, you know, and I, ha- I have to have that or it throws my day off. It is what it is. You know, it's, that's that King's Eat first part. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's why I get up a little bit earlier and I still have plenty of time in the day to help get my son ready and get him off to school and drive him to school in the morning time. All that stuff's done before I drive my son to school. And so that sets me up right to where I'm willing to listen. You know, it takes mm-hmm. it takes a conscious choice that when you're coming to something, Listen, and that takes work, you know, just, just like anything yeah. else that takes work. There's, trust me, there's been plenty of arguments, but you always, it, but, and, and when we start getting to that point where we're both frustrated and you just got off the, you know, got off the call with Jeff Watson and he did a call about this a little bit ago that I've, I've really, really stuck out to me is when you find yourself starting to get frustrated with your spouse and your family or something's not going right. Just take a step back for a second and saying, being frustrated is a choice. Do I choose to continue down this road? Or do I choose to stop being frustrated and squash the problem and go back to the basics of communicating clearly and listening to the person? And sometimes uh, coming from a husband's standpoint, my wife just wants me to listen and to hear her out. You know, so if I find myself and you laugh because you know it's true, if I find myself going down that road, so you know, I'll take a step away for a few minutes, five minutes or so, and I'll clear my head. Then I'll come back and I'll say, okay, and then I'll am truly able to listen. And then right. it usually ends up with me saying, I'm sorry, or I won't do that again, or one of the five languages of the apology. But Right. Yeah, we uh and I I say this quite a bit. I made a post on social media, I think yesterday or day before about can you afford to be wrong long enough to be right? And that's really a a heart issue, Um, you know, and so with my wife or really with with any relationship, it doesn't matter if it's my wife or not, but she's just the one I have the most relationship with that, you know, I realized is, is this, it's a 90, 10 rule. Is this, 10% 10% of the big things that I really need to stand my ground and say, I'm the fucking king. I see this. Don't question me about it. Yeah. This is the deal. Um, you know, or just 90% of the stuff that is, you know, is, is outside of what is my 10%, you know, kind of like, kind of like a, a lion pride, you know, In the, the stubborn zone. Yeah. And so, you know, and what I've, what I've learned is that 90% of stuff happens 90% of the time 
So can I be wrong long enough that I can be right? Can I, can I invest social capital into our relationship long enough that I can make a withdrawal here and there um, within our marriage? And so, or within any relationship, friendships, um, you know, you don't, so many people, they're, they're not ready to, they don't, they don't have the spiritual or mental fortitude to be wrong. And so if, yeah. if I'm grateful for them, if I respect them, uh, I can, I can have the awareness that I don't need to be, re, be right right now, or, um, you know, it's just wasted energy. And so can you afford to be wrong long enough that you can eventually be right? Yeah, it, it, exactly. You know, it's just, I look at grudges and being mad at somebody, um, is like carrying weights around in your backpack. And if you really look back, you know, in, in the past and take a deep dive back into your past and it plays into that 90%, 90% of the grudges and feuds that you have going on is over something little. It's not over something big, but because you couldn't afford to be wrong or your ego or pride gets in the way, or you're just being too stubborn. If you want to call it that it ends up in a big grudge and a big feud to where down the road, you, you don't even remember really what you're grudging for, but, all you know is you're is you're still pissed off at this person because you can't afford to be wrong, and it it, it and when you when you have that kind of mindset, it really it really keeps you there, and that's not a good place to be at. So it it takes a conscious effort to step back and accept being wrong. All the way, it's I, I tell you, okay. So if there is if there is one thing that I want every man on this planet to learn that is in a relationship or married. Your wife does not always want you to fix her problem. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'll tell you a little story. Um, it, you know, it only took me a while to figure this out, but the day that I came home and my wife was de decompressing, telling me about her day, She's at home with the kids all day. We homeschool. Um, the day that I asked her, baby, are you just wanting to talk about this or are you asking for my help? Holy shit. The look she gave me was like, who is this dude? I love him. <laughs> yeah, it, it, exactly. And it, it just plays back into that one key factor. You, you sometimes you just need to listen. And sometimes sitting back and listening is all the communication you need, you know, listening and being there. Yeah. All the way. Uh, you know, I think it was, uh, the, the book captivating by John and, and Stacy or Stassi Eldridge. Um, you know, and like that process for what I understand it, you know, it helps people feel valued. If you listen, to yeah. understand, listen, to feel, to uh, at least communicate that you can understand, you know, they, what they feel in that, in that aspect. Yep. People want to be heard. That's why social media is so big. You know, yes, it, it allows people to connect from across the world that you would have never met before social media. But the reason social media gravitates toward so many people is because people want to be heard. People want to be listened to. Um, mm -hmm. and if you truly want to be listened to though, you have to communicate your truth and you have to communicate honestly. 
honesty. Because if you're if you're going around lying to yourself and everybody around you, and you're not honest with yourself, and you're not speaking your truth, what's the point of even speaking? Because nobody's going to listen, and people are going to see through that. So if you truly want to be listened to, and you need to speak your truth, you know. All the way, it's uh, I can't remember who I learned this from. I don't know if it was Ziegler or Zig Ziglar or somebody. Um, but you know, people don't care what you know until they know that you care, and then when they know that you care, you better damn well know something. That's right. Uh, and so that's that's something I really try to pay attention to because my my fallback is is not give a shit. We get results. We get stuff done. Um, and so that's something I really have to be cautious of with myself. Uh, so you know, wealth. You guys obviously you, know, you guys do great. You have multiple businesses. Um, I, I know personally last year, year before, you guys had some learnable moments, some obstacles that you guys have overcome that now that's another piece of armor that, hey, you know what? We're still here. We're still breathing and we're coming back even stronger. Um, so man, maybe help us out. What's, what's some truths in, in like your wealth and, and finances business that you have learned that is one of your foundations? Uh, we've touched on uh, a good bit of them is, is one thing that I've learned over the past uh, year or so over the bumps we've had is the ability to truly take a step back and be willing to be wrong and be willing to learn those lessons and, and recognize when something is your fault and say, okay, it happened. You know, this lesson was learned. What can I do to, move on and not dwell on the past Two, and this, this goes in business and this goes with anything is you got to be willing to forgive and forget because when you're forgiving and this, this was one of the big lessons and this was a hard lesson for me to learn is, and I, and I heard this in my morning study, when you're forgiving somebody, all you're doing is giving up the hope that the past is going to be different. Because when you're constantly thinking about how you got screwed over in business, uh, how your partner messed you over or someone, you know, whatever it is in business, we all, if you're in business long enough, you're going to have some run-ins where you're going to get screwed over. People are going to try to mm -hmm. take advantage of you and you got to be willing to, for, to forgive and move on in that, or it's, it's going to be a very stressful thing because what happens, it has happened, you know, it's that whole thing. It is what it is. Um, mm -hmm. And it all, and then it all plays back to culture. What, what brought us, what brought us out of it is when we realize, okay, what, what has happened has happened and we can go from panic mode. Let's keep everything afloat or we can go to back to the basics, back to that practice that we talked about earlier, back to that culture and do what built us up to begin with mm -hmm. and, take an internal audit as you would say on the culture inside our business on the culture inside ourselves, how we're feeling, because as long as I was we are walking around with negativity and constantly thinking about what happened to us, my energy and my culture was off. And because my culture was off, it was making, you know, who was still there and stuff like that even worse. And so it took us, we had to be able to step back, admit fault, be willing to be wrong so we can be right because mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is we still had people that depended on us. And then once we started focusing on our culture, 
focusing on a culture of growth, focusing on a culture of support. Once again, that's when the growth and things started turning around. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. And that, and that takes, and that takes faith. That takes faith in your message. That takes faith in what you're doing. Um, Faith that you're on the right path and, and faith that you're, you're taking care of your business and your family and your fitness all the way. It's, you know, tell me what you think about this. Something I've kind of found like within that is when there's frustrations or disappointments, those for me, they come from unmet expectations. And then the realization that, well, Hey, knucklehead, I set my own expectations for somebody else's behavior. I set the expectations for where the business should be at. I set the expectations for So if I am frustrated, I set the expectations. So how, what can I do different? And part of that is having awareness of the situation, having awareness of my health, my finances, my family, you know, those foundation pieces so that I can have a better understanding of what expectations to put out there. Yeah, no, and th- that takes clear communication. Everything in business has to be laid out. A lot of times when I come across other businesses or I talk to other businesses, because I talk to a lot of other business owners too throughout mm-hmm. the days and throughout the week uh, and give advice as they reach out and help. And nine times out of ten, it comes back to not communicating properly and people mm-hmm. not really knowing what they're supposed to be doing or having the right training. Oftentimes it's real easy as a business owner to have these expectations, but not communicate clearly to our employees on what we want them to do. We just go in and say, well, I want you to do this and this and this Mm -hmm. walk away. And then when it's not done to exactly that little mental picture that you painted in your head, then we get frustrated and mad when, if you take a step back, they did it the best way that they knew how because communication didn't happen clearly. Mm-hmm. And is if, if you communicate like crystal clear down to the detail, if you have to with the expectations that you have on what that person's job is and have them truly acknowledge, yes, I can do that or no, I can't do that. Can we change it up this way? then you're going to have frustration. You're going to have those problems. So if you're a business owner listening to this, you have to, people have to know what they're doing and they have to know what your expectations are of them. And you have to be willing to listen when they tell you what their expectations are for the job as well and what they can do. So one, there's there's no disappointment and frustration because of assumptions being made by each other. And mm-hmm. two, you know where to build and you know where to train and, you know, and, and give the education and everything to the person that they need and the training that they need in order to meet your expectations. Yeah, I love that. I With uh, Baby Beard Club, you know, been building that and I've, um, I've been – I've, I've been trying to have some introspection on the areas that I, I'm not good at, which are a lot. Uh, and so I've been working with some virtual assistants in the Philippines and that communication aspect, number one, is this the right position, the right role for this person and their skill set? And then being able to clearly communicate 
exactly what the expectation is. And then for me, from there, I don't really care how it gets done. Here's, here's the goal. Whatever the plan has to be, the goal's in concrete, the plan's in sand. The plan can change as right. long as this, as this goal is met. Um, and that, that's awesome, awesome advice. Yep, and, um, and, and you, but you, and you got to be willing to communicate too, because if, if there's something that they're unsure of inside that step to meet that end goal, because now that they know what you expect for the end goal, you're gonna a, a beautiful thing's gonna happen is people are gonna start asking questions, and there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that because when they start asking questions, you know they're on the right path to complete the job that you set out to the expectations that you clearly in, communicated to in the beginning where if you're not setting out those expectations, you're not going to have those questions because there's too many assumptions being made. Man, all the way. That's, that's awesome. Um, so the, the other foundation of truth, man, is health. You know, so is there, you know, any kind of routine that, that you do to uh, ensure better health and then um, within, you know, yourself and, and possibly your family or those around you? Yeah, one uh, is, is I try not to have too much sugar, man. I, and I'm, I'm not going to go off <laughs> keto and stuff like that, but I, I really try not to have too much sugar. It's really, it, it's kind of a false sense of false sense of energy in a way, and I and I don't mm -hmm. don't like how it makes me feel. And that's mm -hmm. and three or two. That's why I make it a point to train my body six days a week. Mm -hmm. That's why I make it a point to work out six days a week because through eating clean and working out, you know, over the past year and a half, I've lost well over 50 pounds and I'm in the best shape of my life and I have more energy and I don't get sick anymore. And so to, if, if you're not working out in the gym or moving, going for a walk, just do something every day, you know, mm -hmm then you're really setting yourself up for failure, man. Cause you're, I mean, you, and so eating, eating right and working out are my big things on what I do to try to stay healthy and, and try to stay clean. And so all the way. And it's, it's ones, the simple routines, the mundane tasks that aren't sexy. They're not exciting. It's no. the pure disciplines. I, I just ended a, like a four day fast and it's amazing. Like after two days, you know, we, we've been doing intermittent fasts and yep. doing ext extended fast. Um, you know, one one thing we we did on a, a live Zoom here the other day was we had a, a little bit of a, a mastermind, but then um, halfway through it, we're talking about what's the one thing, and it just came to me like that's what a fast is for. A fast is is you know you take that piece out. And then every time you're hungry, that's a reminder from God, spirit, universe, whatever you want to call it. I know what I call it um, to saying, hey, here's here's my my timer. Here's the warning. Here's the reminder, your daily, your hourly reminder to stop and maybe meditate or pray on that one thing. And I know the sugar. I mean, it's it's probably 90 percent out of my life. I used to love yeah. the Red Bulls and the the pop and I mean, sugar, it does so many things to your body with parasites and bacteria, all this crazy stuff that, you know, we can go on for hours about. Um, but 
I've had more clarity, more endurance because of those things. Cause I'm, I'm so grateful that I have, you know, like my wife at home that, I mean, she makes all our food from scratch and all that stuff. Um, so, you know, that's, that's a huge, huge discipline that, that yeah. people. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, so I don't want to take up all your day. We've been chatting away for, oh, for nearly an hour now. Chat. We can we can chat all day, man. <laughs> um, one of us is going to have to go to the bathroom at some time, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, when it comes to legacy, man, what what is uh, what is your your focus, your in, intention? Um, and so, I, I'm really big on words because if you if you don't understand words. You won't have clarity of what you're communicating to God and won't be able to set the intention. And the intention is to set your mind to. Um, so what is your what is your intention? What do you set your intention for the legacy for the Mike Miller legacy? My legacy, if I was to be on my deathbed, is I want to affect as many people in a positive manner. I want to affect people in a positive manner way to make positive changes in their life through my apparel line i want to affect people in a positive way through through my paid coaching group that we coach on the free method on that i talked a little bit about earlier i want to affect my employees in the salon in a positive manner to where their lives are better and they have grown for for crossing our paths when we have a guest walk through the door to get their hair done I want to affect them in a positive manner where they walk out feeling more beautiful than they did when they came in the door. And I want to, to leave everybody in a better spot when I am through with them at the end of the day. And that's, that's really my legacy. You know, at one point in time, it was about, let me get the big car. Let me get, you know, all that good stuff. But then as I grow and the more my mind evolves on, on that stuff, it's not really what it's about, you know, cause if, if you, if that's your goal and you don't care about leaving people in a better way than when you first crossed them at what mm -hmm. true cost did getting that car and that house and everything cost you, you know, mm -hmm. and that's, and that's what I want my, my legacy to be. Cause this life is going to go on long after we're done, you know, and it's just like in that butterfly effect and that ripple effect of, you know, a pebble in the pond and watch how far the ripple goes out. You affect somebody in a positive manner and, and you help change form their mindset and you shine light on their life and they're a better person for have come across you and listen to your lessons that you have to teach them. They're going to spread that light on to other people and they're going to spread that life on the other people. I've always said that how, you know, everybody says, how do you change the world is, is how you change the world is one random act of kindness at a time, you know, do things for the intention of being a genuinely good and kind person. And you really will change the world because that stuff's infectious. And that's, that's what I want my legacy to be. Man, I love that. It, it reminds me a lot of uh, the Simon Sinek principle about, you know, so many people, they, they totally understand that they don't understand the cost. And what I see that relating here is the price for you, the price for me, the price for everybody on this planet is 24 hours right. a day. Right. But the cost, what, what are you willing, what's the cost of that 24 hours? You know, are you um, making a difference? Are you bettering yourself? Are you 
you know, leaving a legacy. That's right. That's right. So, man, I appreciate that, brother. So where, where all can people find you on, on social media? How can they, you know, how can we help you? Um, I know you have pure discipline at the 300 club. Um, so yep. give us some links, some, where can they find yeah, you? Um, you can look me up on, on Mike Miller. You can find me through pure discipline apparel. Um, I have, have a group on there called the 300 club as well. Our website on there, if we don't mind, if you get a plug, is the300club.net. I run that with Jeff Watson and Jeff Theorel. You mm-hmm. can, uh, the name of our salon is Aura Hair Makeup. My wife's name is Tara Miller. It just really, you can find me on Instagram under Mike Miller underscore 300, or I believe that's it for Instagram. Or, the uh, you know, just, you know, do a search for me, Pure Discipline Apparel, Mike Miller, and you'll find me. So Awesome. Awesome, brother. So, if you'll hang on here, I want to end this uh, end this broadcast. So if you're if you're listening to this, this is also being recorded live on our our Facebook page at Armored Up Man, so that you know we can hit this from as many different angles. However, you want to consume this content, we want to provide it that way. Um, so if you're if you're watching this, man, thank you. Uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna Watch it, share it, like it, tag somebody. If you're going to listen to it, man, give us a give us a rating, give us a subscription on iTunes, Stitcher, Shopify, or Shopify, Spotify, yeah. <laughs> wherever you might find this man. Just like the damn thing. Yeah, just like so, it, and share the damn thing. Because what Frank's doing is an awesome thing, man. He's in, and he's he's has a real similar mission to what I do. I think that's why we jive so well, man. Is is you're you're armoring people up and shining your light and trying to change the world one step at a time, brother. All the way, all the way. You're building an army. We're, we're bringing the armor. We're just going to make one hell of a dent in the universe. Yes, we are. That's all we can do, brother. All the way. I, I appreciate you, brother. So thank you, everybody that's listened to or watched this, man. We appreciate you. Yep. Thank you. Thank you for being a man looking to fulfill his potential and not just get by on talent alone. This has been the Armored Up Man podcast. You can find us at armoredupman.com, anywhere on social media at Armored Up Man. And any likes and reviews are always greatly appreciated. Thank you.